You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Wednesday, June 3rd, it is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we got a ton of stuff to get to today. It ended up being a really eventful news day. Uh, I mean, just stuff across the board on every single sport you could possibly get to. We are not going to get to all of it today. And that's perfectly fine, right? Uh, We're going to hit on what we can hit on. And, uh, and then we'll just kind of bump some stuff to tomorrow and whatnot, and we'll go from there. Obviously, we're going to discuss some college football news. We're going to talk uh, right off the top, a little college basketball, et cetera. But we'll get to all that here momentarily. First things first, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go and check it out. Obviously, all of our stuff is there. Picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. We are live Monday through Friday in the afternoons on Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can comment in there, obviously, if you're watching the show right now. You see right there at the bottom left of your screen, there is a chat box. If you jump in, depending, like it doesn't even depend on the, the platform. Just any platform, you can get into that chat box. You can be a part of the show. You can help drive the conversation. We definitely appreciate those of you that decide to hop in. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed on the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, any of your favorite podcast apps, we are there. We are rocking and rolling. Apple Podcast numbers look great right now. Keep sharing it out. Leave us a nice review if you would so kindly. We definitely appreciate that. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. They are the South's premier sports gambling destination, and they have got six incredible sports books. They are all open right now. You can go find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. All of the uh, the different policies, the different things that they've got going on uh, regarding their reopening. Uh, it's been, what, a couple of weeks now, I guess? Um, I think that's right. So, yeah, they, they've been firing along. They're ready to rock and roll. They got poker tables set up. They got uh, slots going. They got the sports books rocking and rolling. Everything is good to go down in Tunica, Mississippi. Go check them out, tunicatravel.com. Let's start off the show today. I want to hit on something local. We are obviously based in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Mike Miller, assistant basketball coach for the University of Memphis, announced today that he is stepping down as an assistant coach. He stated he wants to spend more time with his family. Uh, Michael jumps in on Twitch already. He said, what's up, fellas? What's up, brother? How are you? Hopefully you were enjoying Denver. Um, yeah, we are. I see all of these things pop across, and obviously Twitter and Facebook and, and all these social media platforms can be used to spread conspiracy theories. Uh, immediately, once Mike Miller announced that he was stepping down, everybody thought, okay, something's wrong, something has happened, 
what what is the deal here? And the deal is this. It's pretty simple, really. Mike Miller made over $120 million in the NBA. I don't believe he ever made less than like $3 million a year. At the University of Memphis, he was making, what, $500,000? And with the way that recruiting and everything else has set up, uh, it's, it's a tough job. It is never-ending. So that is why he is stepping down. He said he wants to spend more time with his family. He has a restaurant and a business in town that he operates. There is no reason for him to keep doing this if his heart is not in it. And honestly, this is about a year uh, later than I thought he would step down. I thought he would get in, do a year of it, and then be done. Uh, now he steps away. You know, I, I think it's uh, I think it's the right time for him. If, if he's not dedicated to it, totally understandable. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way it goes. It, it's tough for NBA coaches to jump into the NCAA basketball game and, and really thrive, right? You don't see a lot of them thrive because this ain't the same money. These are not guys that are driven uh, the same way. Now, there's some of them that are driven, but, uh, but not all of them. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's the deal with Mike Miller. Uh, I mean, good gracious. He made a ton of money. He's got another business that he's operating, uh, the Let It Fly Bar. Have you been out there, Chris? Not yet. I have not been out there. I don't there even know either. where it is. I've never heard of it. It's uh, it's in Germantown. It's it's supposedly doing really really well, but you know, obviously, right now, all the COVID nineteen stuff. Who knows? But uh, but that's the situation there. Mike Miller steps down. Penny Hardaway will be hiring a new assistant basketball coach. Next topic up, uh, Johnny Majors, former Tennessee head coach, former. Pittsburgh head coach. He won a national championship at Pitt. I believe Dan Marino was on that team, was he not? Uh, and Tony Dorsett. Um, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't speak to that. I don't know. It was. It was early '80s, uh, before you and I uh, were even on this earth. So he uh, he was most known around here because he was the Tennessee head coach who was uh, replaced by Philip Fulmer. Um, he was 85 years old. He had a career 185 and 137 record uh, as a head coach. He played at Tennessee from 53 through 56. Uh, I mean, he just, you know, a, a hell of a coach and and not not as well known now because he did not make uh, a name for himself in, in media outlets or anything like that. When he got done, uh, obviously he was hurt. There are stories abound about Philip Fulmer stealing that job from him when he had a medical issue in 1990. Either 90 or 91, either way. Um, oh, it was 92. Excuse me, 1992. Uh, you know, I, Johnny Majors is is Southern royalty around here. Southern football royalty. Damien jumps in, said, what's up? Uh, ben jumped in, said, social media really sucks right now. Yeah, social media is bad. Uh, for those that don't know, our, our numbers are not going to look great today, but that's fine. We're still doing the show because there are outages, internet outages everywhere today. Like, it is spooky looking when you look at the charts. Um, massive numbers. Anyway, uh, so Johnny Majors, you know, and Chris, did you know a whole lot about him? Well, yeah, I mean, I knew that he was a Tennessee legend and and he played there and I knew he coached there and and he's just a, a kind of a beloved figure of Tennessee and, and, and has been for my entire life that I've known and all the Tennessee fans that I've known and grown up with. So, yeah. No, that's, he, again, he is Southern football royalty, uh, he deserves, you know, a, a seat at the table with uh, with the great SEC coaches of all time. Uh, it's a, a shame to see him pass, but he did put a whole lot into this world in his 85 years, and uh, and it, it sucks to lose another one. I mean, we lost Pat Dye earlier in the week, and then we lose Johnny Majors today. They're it, dropping like flies, man. It's just it's a bad time. It's a bad year. So, and I know what you said the other day about Pat Dye. Like it's a celebration, but it's still you know that first little bit when you see it you're just like man you know like I I don't know I don't know how to how to explain it uh let's jump into I guess the bigger topic that you and I wanted to hit on late yesterday you you sent it to me right after the show Zion Williamson this was a interesting interesting piece Yahoo Sports had a an article on it and now everybody has gotten it uh the judge in the Zion Williamson lawsuit against his former uh, 
what was she called? I it, I guess marketing rep. Mar- it was some marketing, yeah, job. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Gina Ford, the former marketing agent. Uh, Williamson, it he was denied the protective order that he filed to block the uh, the agent's inquiry into the illegal benefits he allegedly received while at Duke. I am, uh, I. <laughs> I'm a little floored. I didn't expect this. I kind of thought that they were going to come out and say, okay, you don't have to answer these questions, um, you know, et cetera. Uh, ben why, said, why would you think that? I, I thought that just because of, you know, his name, who he is. Uh, I feel like Duke and, and some of these NCAA teams are always protected for whatever reason. They always know people in the right places. I just assumed that, and and dumb on me to assume something, uh, but I thought they were just going to kind of sweep this under the rug and it would go away, right? I, I thought that Gina would eventually, you know, have a settlement figured out, whether it be from Nike or people associated with Duke or people associated with the NCAA or Zion's people, whoever. There are a lot of people at risk if Zion Williamson has to answer these questions. And I just, I figured at some point sooner than now, before this became a massive, massive story, Somebody would have paid her off. Uh, tell me your thoughts here. I mean, I, 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 I think we're going in the way of the world in which we, we don't want people to be able to buy their way out of trouble, okay? And if this lady has been wrongfully, you know, not given what she's owed, if she negotiated a deal with Duke and Nike and whoever, all right, to get him there, and and he benefited from this. She's owed her cut. You know, if she's yeah. in marketing, that's all that is a fancy ass word for saying sales. All right. That she's owed a commission. And they need to pay her. He got paid. The school benefited from him being there. The person that put them together that made the deal happen deserves their commission. Okay. And if you don't want her to have her commission, then you don't go through groups like her. All right. Yeah. But his dad was not kind of hiding the fact that he was shopping Zion, right? Yeah. I mean, they had a deal with Nike. That was above board, right? He was paid like $150,000 to coach a uh, uh, NYBL team, right? Nike Youth Basketball League team. And and nobody else on his team was was worth anything. But they they put together a team just to showcase Zion – it's just and, one of those yeah. ways that they manipulate money in college basketball. That's 100%. all that is, okay? Yep. All right, your son is a great player. We need to find a way to pay him. So we're going to pay you, and you take him and, and and seven scrubs and put together some, you know, little travel team, and we'll, we'll pay for it, but he's going to go to a Nike school. Yeah. And we're going to make this happen, all right? If she was the, you know – the technical agent, you know, marketing person, the person in charge or whatever over that account, she had some type of deal in place, but because all this money is dirty and underhanded, it's hard to enforce those things. And she's saying, I think I'm owed this money. And yeah. I would like to bring that dirty money into the light. I think it's a, a smart play and by I her. I think we live in a world now where we're tired of rich people being able to skate by on their money. Yeah, we're afraid the, the of FBI them thing for their ways out of out of justice, and, and not that Zion's in the wrong here, because I don't think the thing is against him, but it's against Nike and it's against her former employer and, and Duke and and, know, and Duke there's and all the other people, everybody that benefited from this deal that she was a part of making, and and she's the only one that got cut out. So now you just burn everybody. And, and, yeah, I absolutely think. Now, on appeal, he thinks he can get off and whatever. That's fine. You can try another judge. But I, I'm going to tell you this. It won't surprise me if the other judge says, no, no, we would like – this is not a Fifth Amendment situation here. Your rights and your freedom is not in jeopardy at all. If you show up and, and, and choose to not speak out, you don't go to jail. So th- this is not a, a Fifth Amendment situation. Right. But, but you will lose the suit if you decide not to speak. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. No, because it's a civil suit, if you choose to not speak and they force you to speak, you will lose. Yeah. You will lose. Yeah. I, I'll tell my you assumption this, that was, could be the, That could be the option of the settlement. The problem is is the suit's for $100 million. Yeah. And the settlement it, will never be close to that. The, the, the settlement won't be close to that, 
But if he didn't show up to speak and Duke didn't didn't cooperate and all the people that, you know, that they testify just don't or they, they subpoena because this is a court of law still. You still have to if you're subpoenaed, you you gotta show up and you gotta talk. Yeah. Um if they choose not to, those people could be held in contempt, not just lose the suit. Yeah. No, you're you're right about that. Uh my assumption was that they would they would protect Zion Williamson, like I was talking about before. Uh, that they would protect all these big, big-time people. And it really comes down to whether or not a judge, whether there is precedent or not, which is what was brought up in the article, whether there was precedent or not, uh, it depends on it, if a judge wants to hear this stuff. Like, yep. that's that's the biggest thing. Like, that does, does the judge, whichever one ends up getting the appeal, want to hear what actually went on? And And then we'll see. I mean, it just, it, it's all up in the air. You never know what's going to happen with these things. Um, you know, I, I thought this thing would be done by now and it's not, and it is going to get really interesting in, uh, in Durham, North Carolina. I'll tell you that, uh, they, they don't want this stuff coming out. Uh, I think Zion's family doesn't really care at this point. I mean, he's already in the NBA. He got a $75 million Nike deal. Like he's, he's good. It really doesn't matter. They care about their son being held in contempt. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. So that would not look good. I'll tell you this. The NBA don't want that either. They do not want that image. No, no, no. The the biggest names here that are that could end up in trouble are Duke and Nike. That's the biggest thing. And then the NCAA will have to get involved with Duke, and obviously they don't want to do that because Coach K hung the moon to them, right? So yeah. here's what it is. Uh, Michael said, glad y'all are doing the show, Gary. Calming to hear about sports and not everything else that's going on. Yeah, we uh, our show is a respite. It, it's an escape from uh, from real life for a little while. We We talk about sports. That's the way it goes. Uh, ben said, are we not talking about the NBA format today? Uh, no, because we're going to push that to tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Board of Governors um, uh, call that they're going to have at like 1230 Eastern time. Uh, so by the time we come on, we will know officially. Everything will be is. official. Right now, yeah. it's we got leaking stuff, and, and, and we've had so many rumors and, and possibilities and opinions or options thrown out there. I'm tired of talking about possibilities. Call me when something's official. Yeah. So we're, we're going to talk that's when a it's Chris official. That's by the way. I am sick of talking about this might happen, that might happen. Call me when it's official, then we'll talk about it. That's a, yeah. When I brought it up to Chris today on, on whether or not we need to talk about it today, uh, he mentioned that, and I, I agree. I mean, there's so much other stuff that, that we can fill the show with. There's and no well, reason. And the problem is, is we've had 19 different things floated out. Yeah. And, and don't I, get me wrong. I trust this is, Woj. I trust Woj, but yeah. at the same time, he's floated things out there through this whole pandemic that were possibilities. Or man, I got real strong emphasis that this is going to happen. And what he's producing now is nothing like that. So I'm assuming he's right because we're down to the dick cutting time. Okay, yeah. we got to do something, or, or we're not going to finish the season. So I'm guessing he's right. We'll have an official statement tomorrow before our show. We'll cover it all then. You got that right. Uh, Damian Estrada jumps in on YouTube. He said, "Money is the root of all evil." Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we can. Uh, I think we both agree with that. We both agree with that. Uh, move on to the next topic here. Oklahoma State. Now, you remember Mike Gundy? It wasn't too terribly long ago that he was like, "Look, we're going to have players back on campus June first, and da da da." And then, obviously, the athletic director and the school president had to come out and and kind of kick that back down and say, whoa, 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 we don't really know yet. You know, that was in April, like late April, uh, when everything was still just up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen? And now here we are in June. Freshmen are supposed to be reporting soon. June 15th is their official come-back-to-campus date in Stillwater. And 247 Sports is reporting that incoming freshmen on the football team were told not to report to campus this week as a result of... Three current Cowboys players testing positive for coronavirus. Now, the crazy thing about this, uh, all three were asymptomatic positives. Uh, they did over 150-plus tests uh, across the community of student-athletes, staff administration, etc., during the reopening protocols So this week. Um, you know, the, the AD said positives were expected, and the plan for that scenario has been, enacti- or, uh, has been activated. Uh, we will be as forthcoming as possible with COVID issues. The biggest one, though, senior linebacker, Amin Agbongbamiga. I hope that I said that right. I mean, we'll see. Uh, he is the first to experience it uh, firsthand. He announced on Tuesday 
that he tested positive and then noted that he took part in a protest in Tulsa over the weekend. Now, this is what we talked about yesterday. Uh, we will see what what comes out of all these large gatherings, etc. That's right. Uh, if it becomes a massive deal, you know, we, uh, we, yeah, we got to go back to square one and we got to refigure yeah. this thing out. Yeah, we're going to have to figure it all back out. But if we got three asymptomatic tests uh, that came back positive, you know, they've got a plan already and we'll see what happens. Now, the biggest problem here is that freshmen cannot report now and it's going to be, you know, three or no, uh, another two weeks that these players are going to be quarantined and do they continue on with the June 15th date for opening workouts? I mean, do they? So we'll, we'll have to kind of pay attention. But that's what we were talking about. Uh, this is the first instance of it that we've seen. Uh, all the protests, all that kind of stuff. We wanted to know what the reaction was going to be, what the situation would look like afterwards. And we've already kind of seen. So obviously, we'll have to pay attention to that. Uh, it's, it's interesting, if, if nothing else. Uh, Michael, by the way, jumps in. He said, uh, I received my date to select seats for this season. Uh, Michael is a Broncos season ticket holder. Uh, he said, no updates on if they'll allow fans, but just getting to select seats. So, that's definitely a good thing. We're moving in the right direction. He said, feels like that's leaning towards what Chris was saying about fans this season. Yeah. I'm Same still thing. I'm still taking all over bets. Oh, yeah. So, um, so about bet. the June 15th thing with these guys. Hey, they checked in June 1. We got three people popped. It's June 30th, 13th, sorry, June 3rd right now. They got a 14-day um, incubation period where they're going to isolate themselves. They'll be three days behind that June 15th start date. Everybody else is clean. If everybody else maintains clean, by June 18th, the whole team, whole staff, whole school, everybody in the football team will have been checked, isolated, and approved for workout. So you're talking about a football team that's made up of a couple hundred people, okay? Yeah, they, they, they did well, a couple hundred people. Tests. Over a hundred yeah. people, Yeah. all right? Three of them pop positive. Yeah, three out of that's 150. A, that, that's, that's, that's like a, like a 1.9 to almost 2%. Like, and this is just positive test rate. That's great numbers. That is, that is great numbers for what is realistically a small sample size in the grand scheme of our population, but that's great numbers. Yes, back in back in March and April, it was uh, it was interesting and and it was massive news whenever somebody tested positive for the virus. Right yeah. now, not really. Somebody's gonna have to have it. It's yeah, not, it's, it's not disappeared. I think you will see players on ninety percent of the teams out there that end up having it. Well, I, statistically, and, they should. Now we used to say like thirty percent of the people have it. But so many are asymptomatic, so many are this, so many are that. The fact that less than 3% have it, even have the damn thing. Yeah. That's a big deal, I think. Yes. I think that's a positive thing. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're right. Uh, as much as it's fun to make fun of Gundy because he was just an <laughs> idiot about the whole thing. But, but yeah, he, he don't look so dumb now. An idiot. He can still be an idiot about it, and this still be a positive thing and a good thing. Damien jumped in. He said, I really don't see sports happening at all if these riots keep happening, and especially if their martial law comes to play in this chaos. Um, again, it, I think this is just a blip on the radar. I don't think that we're going into martial law. Uh, it, everybody, We're, we're yeah. more positive about that. We just yeah. don't feel that that's going to happen. But no. I've been wrong before. so Yeah, and we'll probably be wrong again. I mean, I'd almost yeah. guarantee it. Uh, but Well, not even almost. I would guarantee we will be wrong about something going forward. But... Uh, but yeah, this situation, like I, I, I think this is a blip on the radar. I think things will, will calm down. Uh, calmer heads will prevail eventually. So, uh, Ben said, I saw an article saying that COVID is getting weaker and killing less people in Italy. So maybe that's happening here. I don't know if that's even true or not. Who knows? Uh, and he said, and the three percent were asymptomatic. Yes, I mean they're all uh, young, healthy. Yeah, you know, yeah, we assume them to be so, asymptomatic. Um, yeah. And then Ben said, anarchy. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, yes, it, it, all of the stuff that's coming out about COVID-19 right now, it, who knows, right? Like, obviously, we're getting into the warmer months. That's what doctors were talking about. Like, it, once you get into war, it's kind of it's kind of what the flu and viruses like that do. Again, it, I not mean, it could be a million flu. different things that are combining. We're not scientists. Yeah. There's a combination of 
we've opened up enough to where we're developing a bit of a herd immunity. There is the warmer months. There is like all of these different things going into effect. Social distancing was a good thing, not a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and it's going to continue to be a good thing. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, but it's just one of those deals where I, I don't know. I'll take, once again, I'm just, I'm going to take, I'm going to take all the overs I can get on attendance for, for the NFL. Yeah. For the NFL. And and honestly, I think for college too, I think, I think, I think, college yeah, I mean, I really, if the NFL has fans, oh, you know, all these college st- stadiums are going to be like, come on guys. They knew we can do it. Yeah. Pretty much. Because you're no longer putting the students at danger by opening it up to fans. You know, yeah. all the fans breathing in the stadium aren't breathing on the players. That's, I don't, I don't think that's how viruses well, work. I don't and, think they can travel that far. And you're outside. Yes. Like, that's that's yeah. another part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously see, but we'll, oh, uh, yeah. Well, we're, we're making guesses on all this shit because we don't know okay. any of this stuff. That's it. We, we ain't never been accused of being smart. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, let's move on to the next one. Clemson assistant coach, uh, Danny Pierman, I believe was the name, was accused and and then admitted to using a racial slur uh, on the practice field in 2017. Now, the situation was, and now he came out yesterday, he apologized. Um, you know, the story got around, it was DJ Greenlee that confirmed the account to the state newspaper in South Carolina. Uh, he, he said... Pierman, the tight ends and special teams coach, overheard players using the term, and then he repeated it himself. He said, it was just a heated argument during practice, basically. Uh, me and the coach got into it. I was speaking with one of my teammates. He heard me use the N-word, and he basically tried to correct me by saying the N-word back. Um, it, in the apology, I mean, he said, three years ago on the practice field, I made a grave mistake involving DJ Greenlee. I repeated a racial slur I overheard when trying to stop the word from being used on the practice field. What I overheard, I had no right to repeat. Uh, Pierman said the word was not directed at Greenlee. Uh, and then other players did agree that he did not call him that, yeah. anything like that. He was saying it and getting them to stop. Um, it, I will say this. The issue that that I have here, and I think a lot of people, it's it's that nothing was ever done about this. And I'm not saying like that he needed to be uh, disciplined or or anything like that. It's It's that this happened... And players were obviously visibly frustrated with it. And it was never brought up again. Addressed. Yes. Something like that would need to be addressed with the entire team. Because news like that, I'm kind of surprised that it took, you know, three years for it to come out. 
it, something like that, it feels like, to me, that would need to be a team meeting type of situation. Like I a, agree. There, he shouldn't be apologizing to these players that aren't on the team anymore three years later. Yeah. Uh, and he, he did say that he apologized, and they all admitted, the players admitted that he apologized to them that were involved yeah. there. But once the word of that starts to get around, it feels like everybody should have been included on that, and it should have been addressed really almost immediately, like the next day at a you know the entire team meeting, whatever it is. It, tell me if I'm wrong here. Nope, I think you're right. I think you're right. And also, nobody, nobody enjoys crushing Clemson like I do. Okay, but this is this is not a situation where I, you know somebody used a word that they use in their private life in the public life and it slipped out and now they're embarrassed and they got caught, you know, yeah. he, he shouldn't have repeated it. It's not our word to say. It's not our word to use, but he, you know, he wasn't saying it in anger and he was trying to stop it from being said on the field. And I understand that. I get that. Um, this is not one of the situations where I would have beaten that guy up too bad for it, but I absolutely would have wanted a conversation with with the players and the team immediately. That's that's a thing where, hey, this happened today, guys. I don't want you to hear from it from a rumor mill or anything else. I own it. I said it. I love you guys. I I I I was saying it in trying to say that I don't want this word said on the field. Yeah. So if you're around me, I can't speak for all the other coaching groups, but if you're in my coaching group or I can hear you, I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm sorry I said it. I get it. You what what you're saying is 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 what should have happened. It's weird that why would you bury something like this? I, it, I have the no person idea. That well, I, I want I'll to take you. the shot at here is Dabo, but, right? And, and not because I like taking shots at Dabo, but you're the head of this. You knew it happened. You're the person. You're the only one that can call that meeting. You're the only one that can do that. It's why. Why do you not take the leadership and just say, "Look, guys, we're going to talk about this as a family." We're going to get it out there, and then we're going to bury it, and, and not, not bury it from the media or bury it from anybody else, but just it's over. We're going to bury done, the hatchet. We're going to move on. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because it's an uncomfortable situation. It's an uncomfortable yeah, conversation. Part of, I understand, but uh, but that's that's why those conversations are not had is because they are uncomfortable. That's the only reason. Now, people These should people be bigger than that. don't just get paid large sums of money to win football games, okay? Yeah. Parts of your job is hard. Parts of your job is having uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable conversations. I was 27 years old when I was the branch manager of, of a security business here in Memphis. I had a lady that strictly because she didn't want to use the porta potty that was out there would wear diapers to work, adult diapers, and go to the bathroom on herself. The other ladies that had to work with her complained constantly to me. I... I, 27 years old, had to call a 40-year-old woman into my office and tell her, I'm sorry, ma'am, you can't crap on yourself all day and then stay in it. These people don't want to be around you and work with you. They're going to pull you off the site. Yeah. That's really hard to do. You have no idea the anxiety of trying to think about how that conversation is going to go. But that was my job, and I wasn't highly compensated, but it was part of the job. I'm so sick of the argument that this is hard. It's why these people don't want to do any of the things that are hard. Yeah. It really bothers me. Oh, it's, it's absurd. Core bothers me. It's, it is absolutely absurd. Uh, ben said Clemson is just a weird place. Damien said racism and hate need to stop. And these athletes like Drew Brees and coaches like Vic Fangio need to shut their mouths and do their jobs. Uh, the reason that this Clemson stuff came up, it was first publicized on Twitter by former walk-on wide receiver Canyon Tuttle who responded to Clemson Athletics' tweet calling for solidarity with the recollection of the event and the lack of consequences for Pierman. He said, You allowed a coach to call a player the N-word during practice with no repercussions, uh, not even a team apology. When we had the sit-in in front of Sykes Hall, you suggested us players try to stay out of it to limit distractions. Stop protecting your brand. Take a stand. And, again, Pierman and Greenlee both said Pierman apologized after he discussed the incident with Sweeney but there, there was no team meeting. So when stuff like a, that gets around. I have a around, bigger problem with them telling the players they can't have the sit-in. Yeah, that's a little I have a bigger a problem with, with Clemson coaches telling these 
young black men that are athletes that are working for free for them, by the way, to make their millions of dollars. All right. They're taking their scholarship as compensation while Dabo lives in a castle with a moat. Okay. Then in, 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 and they're saying, no, y'all, y'all don't have a voice here. We're the only voice that's here. But yet when it comes to hard conversations, I don't want to have a voice. I'm sorry. It was a really hard conversation to have, so I didn't want to do it. Yeah. It's, 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 just, bullshit. it's just bullshit. It's all it is. And yeah. it really bothers me. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I, how that didn't happen, and, and I don't know what could possibly come out of this. I mean, who knows? It, it appears that it's something that, that is just going to broaden the conversation, but who knows? And I don't know that there's anything that, that should necessarily happen to the coaching staff. But the, the thing that's going to come out of this is those coaches are going to be put in the locker next time they're, they, they tell players, you don't have a voice to protest. Yeah. No, you've lost your voice to tell us what's right and what's wrong morally when it comes to racial issues. Because every time you have an opportunity to do something good, you use your voice to do something bad. Yes. Yes. You're right. You are so right. Um, with that said, let's move on to our last topic of the day. Uh, Matt Miller jumped in and said, uh, I wish people would actually read Fangio's whole statement. It was actually really good. I will admit I haven't read Fangio's statement yet. Um, I did see something on Twitter about, uh, uh, can you, can you brief it for me? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, so he, he had an unbelievable statement. In his statement, he said, in the NFL, we don't have racism. We work together one-on-one, side-by-side, black and white, and we're a family, and and we work out our problems and all this stuff, and we just don't have racism. Then, but he said a million other things that were unbelievable up to that point. And then he gets crushed by so many other people, none of which have ever played or coached under him, okay? Players of other teams that say racism's absolutely rampant in the NFL. We do have a problem with it. You need to shut your mouth and, and stop speaking out of turn. And he came out today and apologized and said, look, I, I take it back. I didn't know because I didn't see, I never see these things, but I should have known that not every place is ran like all the places that I've been employed at and worked in and all this other stuff. Yeah. So, and, and I'm certain a lot of the racism that they're talking about is the blackballing of Colin Kaepernick. I mean, that's oh, yes. that's a that's a big part of it. And Fangio's a part of that organization to think that you were in a bubble and you didn't know that that was being happened. Now, A, you were a coordinator at the time. Nobody is calling you to see, are you interested in bringing this guy on? You, A, coach defense, and B, I don't even know that offensive coordinators would have been asked. This was an owner, GM, head coach conversation, nobody else. Yes. Um, and, and so he wouldn't have been privy to those things anyway. But you kind of had to know that guy can probably play in this league over some of the guys that we've got, <laughs> and he's not getting a look. Something's happening. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right. Uh, so he just walked it back. I don't, I don't, I don't blame. I, I think some of these coaches, and we talk about this, they don't live in the real world. They don't see the real world. They are so isolated from everything, and it's not because of their money in the NFL or the college, by the way, it's these guys really do work 120 hours a week, 52 days a week a year. It, they, they just never stop. And and so when they finally do stop and they kind of see the world around them, I, I think there's some culture shock to them all the time. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, the, the Fangio conversation leads into uh, Drew Brees, and it's, it, it's why it, now maybe more than ever, you just kind of have to be careful with what you say. I don't want I don't want anybody to ever not be honest about what their what their thoughts are. But uh, Drew Brees today came out and said, uh, "I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country." He said that in response to a question about kneeling during the national anthem. He said it was disrespectful. Uh, while, you know, all of that stuff goes on, obviously we've talked about the Colin Kaepernick stuff and whatnot. I've, I've made my thoughts known years ago, however long ago that was. Um, it Now is probably not the right time to be discussing this, especially with a Yahoo Finance person that, that you're doing an interview with, right? Um, now, that, that, that Yahoo person has the right to ask that question. Yeah, Because no, that absolutely. question is going to come up. He's got to come up with a better answer than just saying, I, I just, just say I'd rather not talk about that now. I'm, yep. not, I'm not answering it because you know how it's going to go. Well, here's, here's what ended up coming out of this. 
Um, when he responded to it, uh, he now this was with Yahoo Finance's Dan Roberts. Yep. Um, Bree said the silent protest is inappropriate, even in light of social unrest sparked by the death of George Floyd. Um, you know, it, all of this stuff happened, and then Emmanuel Sanders uh, came out and said that uh, this was ignorant. Yep. And his teammate Michael Thomas came out and said he don't know no better. Um, I mean, it's just it, and and Michael Thomas ended up saying a whole lot more stuff than just That's that. Right. But you know, LeBron James came out and and said, you know, this is why. Like, do you understand now, or is it still blurred to you? Like, you are going to be attacked for these things. You you got to be smart about it's, this. And, it, but and, here's the deal: and don't though, just I, think. I get. We can reasonable people can disagree on a lot of things, okay? Yes. My my frustration when the whole kneeling thing happened with my family, my friends, and people I associate with that were in uproar of the kneels. All right. Just absolutely appalled by the kneeling. My it was one thing that I continued to argue with them about constantly. Because there's some things we can disagree on and walk away. There are other things that I care enough about you. I want, I know that we disagree. I care enough about you that I want to change your mind on it. I really want to change your mind on it. And my argument hasn't always, I said it the day after he knelt. We did a show and I said it then. I don't think there's anything more patriotic than standing for the national anthem, singing my heart out, whatever, other than seeing somebody express their freedom to not do that. Yeah. That's that's what makes America great because there's a place called China down the road that if you speak ill of of their government, they lock you in a hole. Yeah. And 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 they and they throw away the key. This is it. They just kill you. North Korea same thing. there are places in the world where you don't have that freedom and we do. And for us to worship this piece of cloth that's not a disrespect to the to the soldiers to those who came before and those who come again that's not disrespectful to them it's not it has nothing to do with the soldiers that are fighting for our country right now yes i'm against what's going on and it and it just i understand the 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 black players frustration with breeze because I just think that, and this is my opinion. It's not the official opinion of our show or anything. This is my opinion. No, I, I, I'm I'm going to side with you on this. But I like, just I, I had don't a understand the worship of a piece of cloth. That cloth does not identify who we are. It, the police department in Cincinnati took down the American flag and put up a thin blue line American flag. And not one red-blooded member of my family who supports all law enforcement and Blue Lives Matter and all this other stuff, but not one of them are appalled by that. He, they changed the flag. They took it down and put up their own flag. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's okay. But kneeling, because in every sign of history, every sign of history, kneeling is nothing but showing honor and humility. Nobody has ever knelt to to demean or 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 undermine somebody or something never never in history has it happened yeah yeah you're right you're right the you king stands and what does he demand that you kneel it's in sign of reverence they just don't agree with what's happening and and they have a right to not agree with it kneeling's fine yeah i, I think i'm never going to get off right. that soapbox i just can't and that's that is Totally fine. And I like I am looking at it through a whole different light now than I used to. I looked at it from a capitalistic point of view beforehand, right? My viewpoint was uh it was at his place of work, right? At, yeah. If the NFL does not want you to do this, you don't do this. You do it on your own platform. Uh other people don't get in trouble for posting out on Twitter or, you know, holding press conferences outside of the NFL locker room, etc. Um, but I, I think, you know, at this point, yeah, uh, I didn't understand things before. I, I think I'm kind of starting to maybe, but I'm, I'm just, it's the tip of the iceberg, right? No. And like, we I don't have understand friends, everything. I'm never going to vehemently disagree with us on this and that's okay. Yeah. We can, we can disagree on these things, 
but it's one of the things that if you if you try to publicly disagree with me about instead of agreeing to disagree i'm going to continue to to push the ins- information because i need you to get enough information to where i really think you should change your opinion that, that i don't feel that way about a lot of things but worshiping a piece of cloth is not what made us our country our country was great before that piece of cloth was ever made Yes. Okay. Yes. The same values that make us great are still here today. We just have to start believing them and yes. stop looking for symbols. Yes, you're right. Uh, the chat is blowing up. Let's go ahead and hit right. some of these. Okay. Damien said athletes need to lose their Fifth Amendment at some point, um, right? A certain point. Matt Miller said the kneeling was about police brutality, not the military. But Kaepernick was never about that, in my opinion. He made money off of it, for God's sake. Uh, Ali and Jabbar lost a lot of money for actual change. Hey, yeah, I don't think anybody's trying to compare Colin Kaepernick to uh, Ali. to Muhammad Ali, you know, no. or or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at that, no. you know. Uh, Drew knew what he was uh, going to, excuse me, Ben said Drew knew what was going to happen. He was giving an honest opinion and saying what he believes. And, and I am all for that, 100%. Yeah. I just um, wanted to change his mind. That's all. I, it, I, that as well as... Uh, if you're going to come out with with these kind of things, maybe wait uh, until it's a little less volatile. Like that's that's yeah. my only. Or you have to be ready for the backlash. You were yeah. honest, and, and if you're, other people if you're are ready be for it, with you, yeah. If you're ready for it, then okay. Yeah. But whew. or you're okay with it. If you can go in that locker room and still lead that locker room, then then I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Matt Miller said, also, kneeling is nice to bring attention, but he did nothing to actually act as an activist because he's unwilling to sit down with the other side and talk. That's how you make real change. Now, that part I will agree with because he he did not want to sit down with the other side. He did not want yeah, to, all that kind my, of mess. My whole but, issue is we, we stick all of Kaepernick's flaws on onto this issue. Right. And a lot of other men in the NFL knelt. Okay. Yeah. A lot of other ones did. We we can't say well because Kaepernick is massively flawed, which he is, then 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 this whole thing is moot. That that's not that's not okay. I will say this: he did he he has made money off of this. Yeah, that's totally fine. But to say that he uh, he did nothing to actually act as an activist, uh, the man no, he's has donated, donated a lot a of, money, of money, and he's done a lot of yeah, things. He's done a lot. He has done a lot. And so, unless you dig to look for him, you won't know about it because no. it's just not getting covered a lot. No, he's he is out of the media's eye for the most part until something like this happens. Because and then why? People in the NFL, yeah. Why would the news media cover anything that's good? No, that's right. That's right. They want to wait and see it until it's burning before they before they talk about it. You got it. Uh, Damien said, "What Vic Vangio said is total BS. If there isn't racism." In the NFL, why did Miles Garrett get a hard punishment and Rudolph didn't? And why isn't Kaepernick playing but Big Ben is? Well, uh, because they didn't find that Rudolph did anything wrong. Um, you know, <laughs> this isn't exactly apples and, uh, and apples here. I mean, we're, we're talking about two completely different things. Uh, I, I don't think that that's racism. I don't think punishing Miles Garrett instead of Mason Rudolph is racism. Uh, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong here. Do you? No, I'm okay with that. I mean, listen, I, I you know how I feel about Miles. I love the man. I love the man. I, I, hitting somebody in the face with a helmet's tough. Yes, it's tough look for my guy. I can't. I don't know what else to say. And and you know, I, I don't. I'm not saying Mason didn't say the word. So, but at the same time, we don't have any proof that he did. You can't punish him. Without without any kind of proof, yeah. and getting his ass knocked off is pretty good punishment. I think. I think so. I, I mean, I kind of grew up in that world. You say something crazy, you get hit for saying something crazy. You don't get beat up the rest of your life for saying it. You got your ass whooped that one time, and yeah. okay, yeah, there you we go. don't have to be friends. But you know, I'm not gonna beat you up every day. Ben said, "Crab legs is gonna take Drew's spot." No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it, I can't live in that world. I just can't. I, I just can't live in that world. Uh, I, I won't handle that well emotionally at all. If that yeah. happens. Uh, Matt Miller said, uh, or, "Or he should still be in the league." By the way, I don't, I don't know who. Yeah. What that Kaepernick, means. I'm sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, my my thought on Kaepernick was that the league stuff was it had nothing to do with um, with with the kneeling and all that kind of mess. I don't think no, he's it being had 100 to do with the kneeling. I I think 
if he was no, worth I had 100% it, doing it anyway. if his talent outweighed the issue no but yeah, then, you're saying that if yes if he was elite if he was elite there's no way they would have kept him but saying he's not elite is irrelevant to the fact that is he one of the best 35 quarterbacks in the NFL 100% he hadn't played in four years and he's better than half the jamokes that are out there right now you might be right I don't know I mean Cam Newton can't find a job so yeah, no, no, not being able to find a job is different. We don't know that Cam Newton's not demanded $20 million a year. Now you, you're right. And, that, and I'll tell you, we got to that point with Cap, okay? Yeah, because Cap I, wants I more money. I backed off the Kaepernick thing because I do believe that he was offered a contract in Seattle, and he, he chose not to take it. And therefore, they rescinded the offer and said, there's never been an offer, and we just brought him in and talked to him. They couldn't get the money right. I think he wants starter money. I don't. I wouldn't give him starter money based on his capabilities. But that that's neither here nor there. Had he, had he never been cut from the 49ers and he never knelt, had he never knelt, he would have had a backup job or a place-to-compete job the next year, no doubt. Yes. No okay. doubt in my okay. mind. Okay. I can, I can buy that. I can buy that. So, um, Matt Miller. Oh uh, no, sorry. Da- uh, Damian said Rudolph hit Miles in the balls. Um, oh yeah, no, he definitely kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. I mean, that's hundred yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> percent. I mean, I don't think it's quite the same. Uh, I I don't know. I Matt Miller said uh, no one else heard the the slur that Garrett heard, and Garrett didn't come out and say it until like three weeks later. So like. Well, he was trying to not bring it up, but he, then he got to a point where he had to defend himself, so he said it. And the yeah. no one else heard, yeah. I, I will speak to that. I will defend my boy on that. I haven't been in many fights. I, I know I look like a fighter. I'm not, okay? But almost all of them were when me and the other person were grabbed together really closely, there's a whole lot of shit talking going on in that little conversation, and it's not screaming because you don't have the ability to scream. All your energy is going to punch this guy about the face. Yeah. Okay, your fighter fight, all of your, all of the things in your body are going to, and it's a bunch of grunting. It's a bunch of, you sorry piece of shit, I hope you die. Like, I could easily see where if, you, if you're used to saying that word, then that word's going to slip out at that moment, and only the person that you are face-to-face with is going to hear it. Um, Matt Miller said, you are a thousand percent right, Gary. Talent versus issues if the talent outweighs the issue. Kaepernick, talent-wise, without the issues, is at least a top-three quarterback. Uh, or top-three backup, sorry. Uh, Jose said Denver offered Cap a job. Um, yeah, I think he met with Denver, um, Seattle, and Baltimore at the time. I yeah, think but I know I, those I, are the three teams that I know for a fact he met with. I don't remember if there were any more. Matt Miller said they did. Uh, they offered him half of his salary. Um, well, and yeah, that's, because that's he was going to be a backup to Russell Wilson. I mean, that was a... Yeah, and in, in Denver, I mean, he you was can't go be in and take Russ. Oh, now the Denver, I don't, I don't know, but at that point, he's he's competing. He yeah, he wasn't going to get offered starter money day one. He yeah. needed to show he could be there and earn the starting job. Yeah, but he felt he was worth more than that, so he. That's right. He felt, he and that's okay. That's yeah, okay. So totally I'm, I'm all for somebody thinking they they're worth more than they are. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, hey the boy still got a shoe deal, man. I'm no, all in. no, and, it, and, it, and it's worked out, and he's made the world. A safer place. I do believe that. I do believe that he's helped people that are. He, that he's are in helped. Tough spots. Uh, he's helped yeah. progress the conversation. Yeah, and, and that I, is I absolutely. Needed. He is flawed, a hundred percent. But but I do think that he's he's helped raise awareness to a lot of things. Here's the deal. He first sat his butt on the bench like he didn't give a care in the world during the national anthem, and and some some seal out of San Diego calls him up and says, "Get your butt down here," and he flies down. And he has a heart-to-heart, one-on-one, and the seal is the one that recommend, why don't you kneel? It's a sign of reverence. It's a sign of respect. And if he wanted to trash, he wanted to disrespect it, he'd have kept his butt on the bench. But instead, he walked out, and he politely took a knee. Yeah. I just, if you have a, a soldier telling you, one of the elite of our elite telling you, this is what I think you should do, and he heeded that advice, you don't get to use the soldiers as as weaponizing against him. You just you just no. lose that battle. No, because I'm the, the military to the one that told yeah, him what to do. The military told him what the right way to go about what, this. Was. What the right way to do is. So I just uh, what a, it, go yeah. ahead. 
no, it's just how I feel. And it's something I'm not going to ever, I'm not going to, it's going to take a different, I'm going to need new information to change my opinion. And I don't know yeah. any new information. I, I don't know that there will be. And that's okay. Um, I want to close with this comment from Damian Estrada. We'll, we'll get back to Drew Brees and what he said. Uh, again, I don't know that there was anything necessarily wrong. Everybody is allowed to have their own opinions with it. Um, here, first off, uh, Matt Miller it said, uh, Cap would have been the starter most likely. It would have been him, Mark Sanchez, Trevor Simeon. Um, he said also that SEAL Nate Boyer went to the University of Texas and played football. Hook him. So, cheers to that. Hook him indeed. Uh, we ain't against Texas by any stretch of the imagination. Although, yeah. uh, although some of those guys pretty, are, are not big fans they're of pretty Chris. ugly to me, so I went in on them pretty hard. <laughs> that doesn't mean we hate them forever, Chris. Come on. It worked out well. Hey, no, that's right. It worked. Listen, I never punched down. That's Texas. <laughs> I never put Gary. I told you I don't punch down. Why would uh, I knock him in Texas? Let's let's end the show with this last comment from Damian Estrada. Damian said, "Breeze lost his Hall of Fame chances." No, no, I didn't. don't think so. Ain't no, that ain't no way. No I don't think so. way. No, I just don't buy no. that whatsoever. No, um, I, I think Breeze is wrong. I don't think Breeze is a hardcore racist, and even if he was. I think the one Hall of Fame that you probably still get into is the NFL. Well, we'll say this: Matt Miller jumped in and said OJ Simpson killed someone. He's in the Hall of Fame. Seriously, Damon or Damian? He was he was in before this. They didn't take yes. him out. No, but they didn't take him out. No, Breeze hasn't gotten in yet. That is a big difference. If you're not in, it is easy to just kind of put your foot by the door and say we're not letting this guy in. Breeze is a billion percent getting in. A hundred percent. Yes. I'll take 100%. all action I can get on that. You got that right. All right. This has been a fantastic conversation today. You guys in the comments, we appreciate you more than you know. Yes. Uh, you drive the conversation, so and, and you help out the show so much, we cannot thank you enough for diving in. Uh, for those of you that listen to the podcast, leave reviews. Leave your comments, questions, etc. cetera. Uh, in those reviews, we will read them on the show for sure. We definitely thank all of you guys for listening and for tuning in every single day. You have been fantastic. Of course, check us out. Uh, hold on. Damien wanted to close us out. He said, if Pete Rose isn't in, why shouldn't Breeze? Uh, the Pete Rose situation is a little bit different. A little bit different. So, you know, I, I think Pete Rose should be in. But, yes, you know, gambling Pete Rose was isn't in 100% because he is a Neanderthal. If you talk to Pete Rose today, he can diagram hitting a baseball more better than anybody that's still coaching baseball right now or playing the game. But outside of that, the the guy is a barbarian. Yeah, he, he's he's pretty nuts. He's pretty nuts. Uh, and I don't know that Drew Brees is that. So no, uh, Brees is he's just it's it's okay to be wrong. I just wish he wasn't. I agree. I think we can get past a big hurdle if we can get past worshiping a piece of cloth. That's that's all. That's all. I think that it would be a long way in taking a major stride forward in this conversation of of what what's going on in our country if we can get over the worship of a piece of cloth and believe more of what it stands for in principle than than what it physically is. Ben, That's all. Ben I'm not closes. a flag burner. I'm not. I'm not talking. No, about of course it. I'm not. Just saying. Yeah, everybody has their own rights in this country, and that's that's what makes us great. Yeah. So, so Ben uh, Ben closes us out here. He said Drew Brees won the Walter Payton Award. Just to throw that out there. So. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Brees is no, a fantastic no guy. Fantastic guy. Uh, and and I think he will continue to be so, even yep. after he gets no done. No doubt. That's right. All right, that will do it for the show. You hadn't seen any breaking news or anything, right? No. Wonderful. All right. We will be back again tomorrow. Again, tomorrow I will be uh, in the office. So we're doing the show at 3 p.m. Central Time, a little earlier than usual. If you would all, please set your times, set your alarms, and be sure to join us. Then make sure you are subscribed on the podcast. Leave a nice review, a nice comment. Uh, You can toss questions in there. We will read them on the show. It'll help drive the conversation the same way that you guys in the chat do. You have all been wonderful. As always, uh, oh, tunicatravel.com. Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Find all the information about the reopening over at tunicatravel.com. Find us at winningcureseverything.com. And again, as always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. 
If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.